You're a nigga though. I like your style, son. Thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics from music, politics, relationships, to issues that affect our black community. A very entertaining podcast. You won't be disappointed. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast. A podcast where the discussion will rock your soul. It's uncensored and no topic is off limits. Subject matters may be provocative and just downright offensive, but shit, at the end of the day, hey, we're just gonna tell it like it is. Researching on the weekend like usual. Way off the deep end like usual. Podcasters swear that pastors, they doing too much. So for thoughts in Nigeria, I'm too turned up. Apple Podcasts got my stats going nuts. So for thoughts, level up so you know what's up. Hey, Slit Nation. Welcome back to the land of the soul, where we feed your mind, body, and soul. <laughs> I'm your host, Slick P, and this is episode 19. How everyone doing this week? After a week off, I'm feeling rejuvenated. And plus, I got some stats I'd like to share with you guys. First, I would like to thank each and every one for making Soul for Thought such a success. And I especially like to thank the listeners in Nigeria for listening and making Soul for Thoughts a ranking podcast in your country. Soul for Thoughts is ranked in the top 200 podcasts in Nigeria. Man, that's major. I haven't been podcasting six months in the marks that we continue to hit are remarkable. This wouldn't even be possible if it wasn't for the support. So thank you guys. We're in a new month, March Madness, it's tournament time. Unfortunately, my tall hairs is having a dying year and it's very unlikely we'll be at the big dance. But I do believe it will be a good tournament. Nobody is really dominating, so the field is wide open. Who knows, even a Cinderella team might cut down the nets this year. This past weekend was the last time that Charlotte would be hosting the CIAA tournament. If you live in the area or the surrounding area, then you know. You know how late the tournament weekend be. So, it's kind of sad to see it go. Next year, the tournament will be held in Baltimore. That's a good look for B-more. One of the biggest issues these past weeks has been the spread of the coronavirus. I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything. But is this really something that is serious or is it another fear tactic to cause panic? Is it a smoke screen to take our attention on something more important? Is it being spreaded intentionally to control population? Like, why is it such an epidemic now? I got so many questions. The virus has typically affected respiratory tracts in birds and mammals, including humans. The virus has been responsible for common colds, 
bronchitis, pneumonia, and things of that sort. I believe they say it dates back to 1939 or something like that. They say animals can even transmit the virus to humans. The first people connected to this new deadly strain of the coronavirus was linked to an animal and seafood market. There is no vaccine currently for the new strain, but get this. They say scientists have now replicated the virus. This goes back to my earlier statement. Was this new strain put out by man? I mean, they always testing some shit, and uh, maybe this time they just lost containment. And it's spreading quick. You know, we may watch a hurricane for a whole week across the ocean before it actually make landfall. Not this coronavirus. I heard about it at work at 8 o'clock in the morning. It was spreading through China. By the time I got home and turned on the TV, it was up the street. I said, damn, did it take the red out or something? <laughs> then they blaming everything on the virus. The stock market is plummeting. Oh, it's the virus. No, the stock market is already on its way to crash. This just gives them something to cover it up. People buying out Lysol and hand soap. Like, people are actually scared and panicking. Which brings me to my next question. How dependent are you on the government? Dependent mean keeping you safe. If this country was to go off the grid for whatever reason, could you survive? Could you defend yourself? Could you feed yourself? Situations like this outbreak always put things in perspective for me. I ask myself those same questions. We can't trust the government, so it's best we learn how to survive without them. I seen a post on IG while a guy was talking about buying more land, more gold, more guns, and I think that was brilliant. We all need to be looking into investing or investing more into those items. It seems like there's always a new deadly virus every few years. We had the bird flu. People thought they had it every time they cough or somebody around them was coughing. We had the West Nile. Just like everybody dodging mosquitoes and scared to go outside. If you did get a mosquito bite, you swooping down, you had the West Nile. Going to the emergency room and everything. <laughs> we had the swine flu. People who grew up on pork was turning pescatarian. Whatever the case, man, y'all be safe. It's better to be safe than sorry. Be careful who is in your surroundings. Wash your hands frequently and try to avoid crowded closed spaces. I know something else that bothers me. And they're probably shitting, but it do. When something bad or negative happens in the black community and black people get on social media saying only our people. <laughs> oh boy. Like Things don't happen in other communities. For example, tearing down or putting down one another. Of course we shouldn't do it, but it don't only happens in the black community either. There's a whole lot that goes on with other races, but you never hear only our people from them. Or the saying, it be your own people. 
Yeah, sometimes, but not always. Just like any other race. You only see what you're around, and just because you don't see it, doesn't mean it's not going on. Like the conundrum. If a tree falls in the forest and no one's around, does it make a sound? Of course it does. Yeah, the tree made a sound. Just because you didn't hear it, don't mean it, it didn't make a sound. It made a sound. And another thing, supporting black business or small businesses. Y'all already know I'm big on that. But people has to put things in perspective as well. I seen a post where somebody said, black business doesn't mean cheap or a discount. True. A person responded with, it doesn't mean overcharge them either. True. And someone made the most used statement by saying, y'all go support Nike and these other brands and pay full price. Then you come to black business or small business and ask for a discount. My thoughts. If you just getting started with building your business or brand, then I don't see why you would charge the same as a brand or business that's already established. Those brands have integrity, meaning people know what they're getting opposed to the unknown. When most of us go shopping, we buy name brand. We don't buy the off-brand products. People rather pay $100 for something they know is a good product or service more so than one that has a 50-50 chance it might be good. I'm not saying... All I'm saying is make yourself and your business supportable. You don't have to have the lowest price, but matching your price to brands that's been around for decades is just not business smart in my opinion. Start small, then work your way up. Once you have established yourself, your brand, and you become something that the consumer demand, then set your price high as you want. You have earned it right. And speaking of Nike, I read the memoir book of Nike's co-founder Phil Knight called Shoe Dog. Before Nike was Nike, the company was called Blue Ribbon and they distributed Japanese shoes called Tigers. Around that time, Adidas, Converse, and Pumas was the big shoe companies. Their shoes retail between $20 and $60. Blue Ribbon sold their shoes for $6. They wasn't trying to match their prices with those big names. They were trying to make a lane for themselves so they made their shoes cheaper and so made themselves supportable. If somebody didn't like their shoe, cool, no big deal. It was only $6 and not $20 or $60 like the big companies. Just something to think about. We complain about support but sometimes we have to look in the mirror and do some adjusting. Today, I want to talk about surviving hard times 
and how we can prepare for those tough times. Oftentimes, we are more reactive than we are proactive. We wait for something to happen rather than being prepared. I told y'all there would be a stock market crash soon like it was in 2008. If you have stock, then you probably are already experiencing a loss in your stocks. It may very well get even worse. That means there could be a loss of jobs and the economy could take a major hit. So you want to be in front of the crisis and not behind it. I know a lot of times people want to react by selling their shares of stock when they start to lose money due to the market not doing well. Do not do it. Keep your money in and moving around if you have to because eventually it will go back up and you regain the money you lost and more. A lot of investors like to see the market in the state. They see the potential to make money. Buying stock low when people are panicking and profiting from it later when the stock market does good and goes back up. So staying invested in the stock market is a way to prepare for hard economic times. Buying gold is another option. Gold doesn't lose its value. Paper money, now that's fake. And the value goes up and down depending on the market. But not gold. Gold remains the same. Eventually, the US dollar will lose the little value it still holds. So you want to be prepared. Some see it as a long-term investment though. But surviving hard economic times involves you being able to budget i know i know i talked about this many other times before but there's no way around it if you want to survive then you have to learn how to budget having financial security means sacrifice and self-discipline i remember eating out so much that i was spending at least a hundred dollars a week on food which in hindsight is just ridiculous. So I made a budget to have an allowance of $100 every two weeks for recreational spending. And at first, it was difficult. And sometimes it seemed impossible. But anything challenging seems impossible until you start doing it. Yeah, I have my slip-ups, but overall, I'm maintaining the budget. Small sacrifices such as that can make a huge difference. Scaling back your lifestyle is a small price to pay when it means you and your family will be well off in the future. But before you budget, you have to track your expenses. There are plenty of budgeting apps out there. If you're used to name brands, you might have to switch to generic brands. If most of y'all money goes to eating out, then you will have to reconsider going grocery shopping and cooking more. And I know going grocery shopping isn't cheap either. Trust me, I know. But it will save you in the long run. You might cook dinner and have leftovers for work the next day. Some people don't like to eat leftovers. Let me tell you something. You cannot be bougie and on a budget. Like Pop said on Friday, you better put some wet on that shit. <laughs> My kids, they love to eat Chick-fil-A and Zaxby's. 
That's all they want to eat. But if it comes to it, I definitely had them experiencing what I experienced in my childhood. Treat meat sandwiches. Pot of meat in the crackers. The Vienna sausages. <laughs> hey, you from the hood, you know what I'm talking about. Man, I can't believe they fed us that. And we thought it was good. Everybody has the latest iPhones or Androids paying high phone bills. Y'all better go back to those flip phones and straight talk. Depending on how my money goes, we'll decide if you talk to me this month or not. <laughs> if I'm having a good month, you'll talk to me. If not, I'll talk to you month after next. Those designing clothes and shoes we all like to wear, got to cut it out. No more wasting money on high-priced clothes. You cannot let your pride be bigger than your peace. Some sacrifices are tougher than others, but the peace it will bring is priceless. Moving on from budgeting, you also have to eliminate much debt as possible. When money starts to get low and those bills still coming, some people tend to overreact and take out unnecessary loans. I know it's good to have a cushion and it's better to be safe than sorry, but there's no need to take out loans if you don't need to. If you have outstanding loans or debt, then try to minimize that as much as possible. That's more money you could be saving or putting towards something else. There are different ways to attack your debt, but the one way I know for sure that it's effective is Dave Ramsey's snowball effect. It's where you pay off your debt, smallest to largest, gaining momentum as you knock out each balance. When the smallest debt is paid in full, the extra money you was paying on that, you will roll it over to your next smallest debt and keep going until you're debt free. So what you would do is list all your debts from smallest to largest. Make minimal payments on all your payments on your debts except the smallest one. Pay as much as possible on your smallest debt. Repeat until you're debt free. Whatever you decide to do, just make sure you're working towards eliminating your debt and you're not creating new debt for yourself. Throw those credit card offers in the trash. They are the devil. While we are budgeting and eliminating our debt, we must also put, put up a little cushion. A little emergency fund if possible. It don't have to be much, but a little here and there for a rainy day is great. And also, this will help people prevent from gaining that extra debt. By having an emergency fund, you don't got to go get that loan. Mm-hmm. See? See, it all comes together. Putting up for a rainy day could also be investing. It won't be... Money just sitting around being idle. Like I said, we need to start being more proactive than reactive. That's the theme of this episode, being proactive. Be prepared for what might come. It's probably best to invest it or put it somewhere you won't touch it. I know how it is. Knowing you have a cash flow just in arm's reach, you start dipping and dipping. You tell yourself, I'm going to put it back later. And the next thing you know, you haven't put nothing back 
You don't use all your emergency fund. Now it's raining. Your ass is getting wet. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, it happens all the time. Just be mindful. The most important thing in economic hard times, besides keeping your faith and being positive, is knowing how money works. The best way to survive an economic crisis is to understand money. A lot of people know how to make money, but they don't have a clue on how to keep it after they make it. Learn to make your money work for you is key. Don't drown yourself in liabilities, but gain many assets as possible. Some liabilities can be confused as assets. But like Rich Dad said in the Rich Dad Poor Dad book, if it puts money in your pocket, then it's an asset. If it takes money out your pocket, then it's a liability. Good example is houses. A lot of people think their house is an asset. A rental property is an asset because it's making you money. It's putting money in your pocket. A house that you pay mortgage on is a liability because once a month, the mortgage company is taking money out your pocket. I know some of these topics I have discussed before. I just want to go in more detail and refresh us on some things that, um, that can help us on things to come. Long as we have a plan and we are proactive and not reactive, then we'll be just fine and ready for anything. Remember, hard times don't last, but the prepared do. It's the beginning of the month, which means it's time again to give y'all Soul for Thoughts book of the month. This book for this month is different. I'm usually into self-help books, history, or something that's going to give me insight and knowledge. But this month book is a novel. After reading this book, my interest in reading novels grew tremendously. The book for the month of March is The Water Dancer by Tahanasi Coates. This story is amazing. It's about a boy who's born a slave who has the gift of remembrance and conduction. His mother was sold off and his father was a slave owner. He was eventually raised by an elderly slave who also experienced loss by the death of her husband and her children being sold off. They create a unique bond that's only understood between those two. He will eventually learn how to read and write and become completely educated, which always are rare for any black man at that time, nonetheless a slave. He eventually escaped and his skills led him to become a conductor on the Underground Railroad, working with Harriet Tubman, and also led him to free the people that are close to him. A powerful story about trials, resilience, loyalty, and courage. A story that you would definitely get lost in. I encourage everybody to go get this book and read it or get it on audiobook.
Man, there have been some solid albums already this year, and we only in March. This week's album of the week comes from Planet Asian and 38 Special, and it's called The Trust The Chain. 38 produced a whole album, and Planet Asian came through with some unprecedented bars. This dude is really slipped on as an MC because his lyrics, his pen game is bar none. He is up there with the best of them. He is consistent with his projects, and this one is no different. It's a short album, but they give you so much in the 29 minutes of music. Planet Asia is dropping tons of knowledge as usual, especially on God Degree, which is my favorite song on the album. This album definitely has that hip-hop feel, a dope album, and I definitely recommend y'all go check it out. It's that time again to wrap things up. I enjoy chopping it up with y'all after taking a week off. I miss talking to y'all and giving y'all my soul for thoughts. I hope y'all enjoyed the episode as well. Thanks for the comments and the feedback. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to tell your family and friends to download and subscribe Soul for Thoughts Podcast. And since y'all are my family, they are my family too. So tell them I'm giving them a family discount. Tell them it's free to subscribe, even though it's already free. People love free stuff or thinking they're getting a deal. <laughs> Don't forget to look and make sure that you have downloaded this episode. If you see an arrow, a plus sign, or a cloud, tap it and download this episode. Until next time, keep those thoughts soulful. Love.